Hello and welcome to the 90 Minute Cynic Podcast. I am tonight's host, uh, Chris Bowd. Yep. <laughs> and tonight I'm joined uh, by an illustrious guest panel, handsomeness off the scale, hair game, pretty fucking strong. Um, except myself. From three of us, anyway. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. So, the housewife's favourite, Leo, Louis, McCaffrey. Yes. Hello here. and welcome. Thank you, it's great to be here. I've had a good coffee so far. Things have I've settled in nicely. Ready to, ready to give my best. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, then we have uh, the hard man. <laughs> I can confirm you as hard. <laughs> what way do you mean hard? Chris Armani, you are a hard gentleman. That's all I'm going to... Hard to please. Hard as in violence in that? Probably not, but... Yeah. Incredibly loud. That's the kind of hardness I'm talking about. And uh, we're also joined by Dermot Coyle. How are you doing, sir? Not bad. Uh, good to be here. Lovely. Lovely. Um, there'll be no bullying this week. There'll be no 1950s chat, good. even though you're continuing the theme. You think so? <laughs> a bit brighter than 50s, is it not? Early uh, 60s. Cool. Um, aye. So, Louis, do you want to kick us off by talking about all that stuff that you were talking about? Yes. Um, so, thanks. Thanks first off for um, for giving this pro host. Pro host. Yeah, I know. Um, our other part time host, Christopher Gallagher, usually leaves this right to the end. But just a, a you know, a, a thank you for everyone who has um, left a review or a rating on our iTunes page. We since we started reminding you of this a couple of months back, we were on a measly. 84 something like that in terms of reviews ratings and we have climbed the charts the iTunes charts and we now have something in the region of 220 reviews or ratings which really really does help us to be honest um, behind the scenes so if you haven't done so already if you haven't left a review or even just a rating you don't have to be typing up a review if you don't want to all you need to do is click the five stars um, and it makes a big big difference to us so if you haven't done so already if you could please do that um, it really would help us out beautiful uh, we'll also have coming up just to get it on the old radar uh, the cynical is coming out soon 
I believe so. It is indeed. Uh, so look forward to May for a wee Cynical release. You can still download or read the existing Cynical. What is the Cynical, Chris? Cynical is a quarterly magazine uh, with interesting articles about Celtic, about football in general, about life, Louis. Is this a multimedia magazine or it, is it just text? Oh, no. No, it's, it's so much more than just text, Louis. It's got videos, it's got audio, it's got GIFs, it's got pictures as well. Most magazines have got pictures. Chris, times are tough, right? I mean, this austerity policy that's been implemented on us for many years has meant that spare cash is hard to find. Tell me, how much does this magazine cost? It is gratis, Sir Manny. Gratis? My translation skills, I think that means free. It is indeed. Not three pounds, (laughs) (laughs) as I might say. (laughs) There is no cost. No cost? No cost. What's the catch? (laughs) <laughs> well, that's a catch. <laughs> there will be one. Yeah. Uh, you know, Wolf's involved. Christian Wolf is involved. There is a catch. Data yeah. harvesting. If Christian, <laughs> if, if Christian Wolf tries to tries to sell you this magazine for cash money, please let us know. Yep. That might happen. Yep. We'll get him. Um, we'll get him in the boat. <coughs> in the country. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Nigel. <laughs> Uh, so after that mildly racist rant uh, moving on to Hibs Hibs 2 Celtic 1 could have been a very could have been a big celebration at the weekend it wasn't pretty disappointing Dermot I'll come to you first yeah I I actually thought Hibs were really good Uh, I I think they kind of shot up our limitations at times the the way they kind of go at his presses Uh, it was disappointing not to win the league, but I mean, personally, I wanted to win it on Sunday anyway. Uh, so I, w- I wasn't too fussed about the result, but it was more the performance. Didn't really think we looked like doing much against them. Uh, I was quite impressed with McGinn again. I know a lot of folk don't like him, but snap him up. Mm. Sir Manny. Mm. <laughs> uh, do you want to go first, Lee? For a <coughs> slater man? Hi, <laughs> oh, oh. I'll uh, I'll tell the the truth um, before you before your pack of lies. Um, I thought the first um, twenty minutes, Tam was absolutely exceptional. Um, some of first twenty minutes of Sunday, so, so, the, the day. I mean, no, I don't mean the game. Listen, the first <laughs> first From midnight to twenty past midnight. Solid. Some fire. some of his passing was exceptional in that opening phase of the game. Things might have went awry later on, but um, it was it was poor. It, it was a kind of poor performance overall from a team that never really looked as if they were going to get going. I didn't think we started particularly well. Um, I think we looked like a team who weren't really fussed about winning the league, which you know. When when I was on the podcast last, you know, I joked, didn't really joke, is what I kind of wanted to happen anyway. But I, you know, brought up the point of maybe Scott Brown getting in the huddle and saying, listen, lads, take a draw, let's do this next week. Um, Of course he wouldn't do that, but, um, you know, that's... for everybody that went to that game expecting a title party, for them to turn up and put in that performance, which was was really quite poor, must have been very disappointing. And yes, it does roll over 
to the this weekend, and we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about that, and everybody will be dead excited about that. But we just kind of it was one of our more typical performances of the season, where we kind of. I suppose not typical performance because we got beat and we've only been beat three times, but it was just lacklustre and we didn't quite reach the heights and what we're used to. You know, you have the game against um, Rangers when we dominate and we show our quality and then we come up against a team, fair enough, Hibs probably are the second best team in the league, but we should have enough to beat them and players who'd played well against Rangers in Cham, for example, was bang average and I don't know if it's getting up for the game and, and you know having it in your head that this is an important fixture that we must win and maybe they can't do that they only do that for games against Rangers and European games and big cup games the league against everybody else it just seems as if they think they're going to turn up and win a lot of the time this season and especially just now when you only need three more points I think that's kind of not good enough I'd agree I think um, <clears throat> I think it was a quite an unprofessional performance because I've no doubt if we had to win that game we would. We look like a team who quite often this has been the case this season because we've had three defeats now and, and nine draws. We look at it as a team that think they just need to turn up and win and that's it. Excuse me. What Hibs done is what the other teams largely have done that have beaten us or have given us trouble. They've set up quite rigid and pressed us. Intent, you know, the, the, the pressing was really intense. They've got a midfield that are capable of doing that for longer periods than some teams do. McGinn and McGee, you know, they've got a lot of energy. They're able to kind of keep doing that for over a long period of time. And what you've seen was a lot of our players didn't have the, the even the normal intensity they would have. And when that happens, sometimes when teams presses like that, we kind of get flustered and we don't seem to get a foothold in the game. Um, as Louis said, guys that were instrumental last week, like Cham, um, Tam as well. In fact, you could probably say about everybody, there wasn't very many good performers at all on Sunday. They didn't like that and they didn't look as if they had the intensity or motivation to go and do anything about it. So basically, Hibs were on form, you know, their midfield. McGinn, I'm not a huge fan of McGinn, but I think he's good at what he does. Uh, McGeeock really impressed me again. These guys were on form and we couldn't handle it for large periods of the game. See, in the first, in the first 20 minutes, as you say, it was more end-to-end in the first half. We were more in it. We did have chances. Um, Sam had a couple. I mean... I know I said I was going to slag Tam and stuff like that. I didn't think he was very good at all, but he was probably one of our better players in terms of what he tried to create. But that says more about how bad the team as a home was. A lot of people will make it up, just to touch on what some of the press have been talking about between John McGinn and Scott Brown, will make it out as if this is a single battle in terms of how... McGinn and Brown and McGinn get the better of them and stuff like that. It's, it's not really... I don't think it's about that. I think it's about the intensity of them as a unit unsettling the entire midfield. And they're doing to Brown what Brown does to other uh, other teams. But when they're doing that as a unit, it unsettles the whole midfield, which doesn't give Brown his usual outlets. And, of course, they'll, they'll make it out as if it's a singular battle. But generally, I think, overall... It, there wasn't any sort of intensity for us. It was almost like, you know, we'll turn up, we'll win this, that'll do. 
And maybe in the back of their mind, they weren't too concerned. Maybe they've got one eye on Sunday, which I think is wrong. I think that's the, really, they shouldn't have done that. They should have professionally went out and uh, completed the job if they could. But it just seemed to me like they were going through the motions. Dermot, you mentioned McGinn. Um, Sir talked about Hibs working well as a unit. Do you think there was an element of uh, Hibs just performing really well as opposed to Celtic? being really poor or Hibs performing so well that it kind of resulted in that poor performance? Aye, well, I think uh, Sermani's hit the nail on the head. When Hibs have played us this season, they've unsettled, unsettled us. Now, it has been the high sort of press all over uh, the midfield. It was the same as Hearts when they won. That's what they did. They kind of knew what they had to do to go out, yeah. uh, put us under pressure, force mistakes. And I think you learn more from these games than you do from near enough any other. Um, it's something that Rodgers is going to have to look at and say, you know... Teams really should know how to play against us now. Uh, this has happened every single time. We can expect more of it. Um, in terms of the game against Rangers being a, a high point or a, a good performance, it, I kind of beg to differ. I think it was great. It was a great result and a good performance. But, I mean, they were woeful. And the way they were set up just played right into our hands. Whereas when you go up against a team like Hibs, who are actually know what they're doing to a certain extent tactically, you can see it's, it's, a, much, it's a totally different game. Uh, I was just going to say, I think, like, as you're saying, see, I think intensity is a big leveller. See, yep. if you've got the intensity in your game, poorer sides can trouble, you know, better footballing teams if they're intense. But then the way to counter that being having better players is to equal that intensity. If we play to the, the same level of intensity, we have better players, so we should be able then to overcome these things. But... At the weekend, Celtic uh, players couldn't go up for it, so they were overrun. But I'm not sure Sham is that type of player to play with that kind of intensity when you're looking at the midfield sort of two that are sitting there. Brown is, but he can't really do it all on his own. Yeah. So when you've got two folk going on, the whole thing sort of falls apart and it kind of shows how integral Brown has been to the team over the last couple of years. The, the point you made there, <coughs> Louis, is absolutely correct. It's what we did to Man City last season to an extent. Yeah. We harried them, we pushed them, um, and they, they didn't particularly like it. What if you remember happened at the end of that game what, though was we tired and Man City towards the end of that game could have won it. I think we were a bit ragged towards the end just because of the energy we ex had expended. What happened in um, Sunday, excuse me, was Hibs, I think we were so passive that I don't think they were as tired as they probably could have been for putting expending that amount of energy over the, the course of it. But going back... I, just on that, one of the easiest things for Celtic to do would be to pack their players with guys like McGinn, guys like Brown. You know, I think they play a part in it, but in terms of overall quality football, you can't just be a battling, a level of battling intensity. That would be a very, very easy thing for Celtic to do, go out and get guys like that, build the intensity. I'm not sure that's something that, that we would want to do going forward, but it did occur to me on, on Sunday that it would be an easy direction for us to go in. Whether we do or not, I don't know. Ah, it's damning with faint praise in it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I kind of think that Brown, I know you love him, but he has, he's, he's produced so much over the last couple of years. And with one eye on Europe and talking about the intensity, it is going to have to be our way ahead because it's, it's not a level playing field. Yeah, as a level. Be, uh, yeah. We're going to be playing better teams. So, I just think McGinn could come in and learn a few things off Brown, become a bit more snidey. He's got a great range of passing, I think. Snidey. This is... 
Sorry. Fascinating. Sorry, we're watching the Liverpool Roma game. Gal, the Gal's, time. Gal's no. got more of a control on things. He does. Years ago, <laughs> he learned to turn the television off because what happens during these podcasts is we start to do. Oh. Um, I like yeah. to treat you like adults. No. You learn from your own mistakes. Yes. Well, we'll try. We'll try to endeavour. Oh, we'll try to endeavour not to do that going forward. Is this why Christian's not in the pod tonight? He'll be at home watching it. That's a very I good presume point. So. He just pretends to love a pool fan. <laughs> he doesn't like football. <laughs> he just likes numbers and stuff. Pie charts. <laughs> Never a pie chart. That's, that's amateur stats. Well, just touching briefly, go back to the podcast and all that, you know. Um, I know what you mean about what... I think what McGinn probably needs to learn from Brown that has been apparent in the last uh, couple of seasons is how to keep the ball. Because I still don't think that McGinn has that... I don't think his ball retention is a high enough level to make a difference for us in Europe. But he's still young, is he? What age is he? 26? Oh, no, he's younger than that, isn't he? Is he? I don't not know. McGinn's older than that? No, he's younger than that. No, he's, he's younger than 23, that. 24. He? If that, uh, well, you think how long it took Scott Brown to learn to hold on to the ball, to even pass it 10 yards, you yeah, know? Calm uh, down. Yeah. Don't, don't strike him. What age is he? Drum roll, please, as Bowd Googles John McGinn. Yep, keep talking. Oh. Like 24, I'm going to say. 23. Uh, 23. Uh, Wednesday, 24. October. Listen. 23 and a half, then. Okay. <laughs> this, which has been always closer to 24. It's, <laughs> not, it's nonsense even discussing this, because Brown's, re- Brown's replacement's already there. A big a buoy. A buoy Kouassi. Kouassi. Brendan Rodgers has already said it. Aye, but yeah. all the stuff I'd heard about uh, a buoy was... was Rather than being a defensive player, he's, he's more attack-minded, and that's what he was doing in uh, Russia. Mm. Was, it, was it Alex that was well, on the pod was saying that he'd seen him a few times and he yeah. wasn't a... Well, like, I mean, that's how he played against Zenit, remember? Yeah. I believe he was yep. pressing, Can you know, know, very high up the pitch, but... Yeah, he was you know, if, stunning at it. He was good. But, then, that but, game. but that's not to say that Brendan Rodgers doesn't see him. I mean, he done it with Ayer. <coughs> changed yeah. his position in a centre-half. He's maybe doing the same thing. He maybe knows that... He's more offensive, but wants to bring him back into the kind of Scott Brown role and help him develop it. It's just a one, uh, you know, I think Brendan Rodgers said that Scott Brown was ill or something at the game at the weekend. He wasn't well. Yeah, why, um, why play him? But, but well, wh- why? I can understand maybe why he played him, but why didn't he sub him for, for a buoy if he was struggling? Yeah. Buoy's his replacement. A buoy was on the bench. Why not make that change? But instead you bring make Scott Sinclair change. on. At half time and again offers absolutely nothing. Aye, aye. <coughs> Poor Scotty. I mean, in terms of a transformation, I mean, I think we we spoke about it last season and we we all said that oh, he's a confidence player and, and things like that. But it's such a marked difference in what no. he was last. And the, the, the bizarre thing is, he's still a top goal scorer this season. I mean, some people yeah, will yeah. say use that as a justification for saying he's not been that bad but he has he's he picked up that award there the other night um, our best goal scorer top goal scorer with nine goals I mean Jesus that's poor that's well, I think we've not even got a player with double figures this season I think that says about our consistency and our injuries this season but then Scott, Scott Sinclair I don't think he's had a good second season at any club he's ever been at so if he's going to stay for another one you know, is it going to be more of the same or are we going to get him back to what he was last year? Because if we get him back to what he was last year, you know, excellent. But we do have Lewis Morgan coming in. We've got um, Johnny Hayes, you know, players who, you know, 
should be given a chance over someone who has clearly just dropped a game in a massive way. Yeah. It's not only that, though. He's one of, if not our highest earner. He's a guy who should be making the difference in games. He's supposed to be... Rogers has said we're lucky to have him. He's a Premier League player playing for Celtic. Um, and if we're paying that money and he's supposed to be this, you know, totemic figure for us, you know, the, the guy that the team centres around, if he's not doing that, then you know, we've got a problem. Yeah. I think he's 38 grand a week or something like that. So that's basically two top players for us. That's quite a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money, aye, of course. It's been such like an extended period that it's not been any good as well. I mean, it's pretty much has been whole season. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's not like a you know, a month or two and then he's had an injury and came back. I mean, he's been fairly ranked throughout the whole season. Uh, I think that's what's worrying. How can you go from what he was last season to this? You know, it, it, even if you are a confidence player, I mean, that's, mm. you know... It is, it is frustrating, though, with, with players like that, when, it, when you know it is confidence. I mean, imagine what a couple of goals would do for him. Yeah. You, you just don't know. There are a couple of goals... It's obviously too late in the season now, but you know, had a had a couple of goals and in a good game, maybe turned round this season. Aye, but I suppose he, sc- you know? he scored quite a lot of goals earlier on in the season, didn't he? I think it was the sort of first half he was putting them in. Aye, so, I mean, he did, was. Did he not scoring. have a consecutive game scored goal scored record or yeah, something earlier in the season? Doing quite well. Uh, I don't think he was necessarily <coughs> playing that well though. Aye, I think I he was maybe yeah, sneaking in, goals, yeah. taking penalties, but I'd, maybe not yeah. actually putting in the performances. Would you, I'd take that, see if he was even scoring no, no, goals, course, you know. Aye, of course. That kind of just enough. proves your argument about getting him a couple of goals and he'll improve. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. just he just hasn't been doing it. Back to the Hibs game. Um defensively, how do you feel we did? Pish. Good good analysis. Uh, Jack Henry. Not a right back. Not a right back. Absolutely not. Um, we need a right back. We need. Um, <coughs> we need more defenders that are good. Yeah, and um, there might be possibly a wee uh, article um, coming from, your way from, from a new, from a new a new writer <laughs> under a new alias, um, possibly. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but there might be an article going on the Jesus I don't even know where it's going to go let's just say the 90 minutes cynic.com website um, looking well, that's at www.90minutesynic.com indeed okay um, what's www.? it's uh, <laughs> I was going to come up <laughs> with, a, with a quip but I won't right. um, yeah there might be an article coming up looking at the the uh, players that could be leaving um, at the end of the season and it, you know if you have a look at it it does leave us short <coughs> in terms of defenders um, fair enough the greatest the future um, big row chops will be coming back from a successful dominating um, loan spell at Dundee United to um, basically become Celtic's uh, right back for the future, so that's right back sorted. But we, may, we maybe need some centre halves too, um, and backup right back. Unless you're happy for Lustig to just slot into, you know. I, 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 I think Lustig deserves. Um, he deserves some more loyalty. I think. I think we need to keep him around, make him feel that he's still part of things, phase him out. Um, you know, keep him around. Keep him around. Give him some pity. Yes. <laughs> yes. 
Right. He deserves some pay. He's put on a good shift over the years. It's a shame to see your heroes crumble the way they have, but, you know. Harsh. Look, he can keep on posting on Instagram with a Celtic. He looks cool, man. He looks brilliant. He's one of the lads. He's one of the boys. Um, just, it's, um, I just don't want him playing the team. But, um, yeah, I think Jack Henry's not a right back. Um, it was it was good to see him and I on the same team though, and I do hope that they get their time to kind of try and develop as a partnership at centre half. Um, obviously, we will need to buy, buy probably a couple of centre halves, but um, I think they two are the future. That's why they've you know they've been getting the chances that they have, and why Hendry's been bought. Um, but yeah, he didn't show his best. I didn't think at the weekend. I think he looked a bit out of his, his depth at times and I'm trying to remember if I talked about this in the last pod or if I was just talking to Big Kieran about it but I think um, within our right back uh, within our centre backs because uh, Brendan will swap from three at the back to four at the back and vice versa during some games it's good having a little bit of versatility in your players so your centre backs being able to become right backs and again vice versa so that's maybe why he's wanting Hendry to See if he can develop into that role. I suppose that's what you've got with Henry. It's a, it's kind of the way maybe the way Rogers sees him just now. It's a raw material, if you will, and he's, he might try and mould him into what what he's, what mould his potential or whatever into something that he, he feels he can use particular roles going forward. My gut reaction with Henry, and this is nothing more than a gut reaction, probably come across as unfair. I don't know. I'm not particularly convinced by him. I know why Rogers has signed him because. He's fairly quick and he's good with both feet and he, he looks to play the ball out. I just, there's just something about him that so far that I'm not particularly convinced by, but I will obviously concede that it's early days and that may change. Ayer, I've, I've been on record as saying, has really impressed me and I think he's he's been excellent. I thought he was really pretty terrible on Sunday. I think his marauding midfield runs that have been quite successful. One was amazing. Um, Oof, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah um, I think. Quite a few of them were appalling on Sunday and lacked a bit of discipline and a, maybe a bit of experience. It seems to be... It's something that he brings to the game quite regularly and does it does to great effect, but there's a time and a place and I suppose it's only playing that you're going to learn sometimes you shouldn't do that. But then look who he's playing alongside as well. I mean, he, he would probably be a hell of a lot better if he had a wise head beside him, somebody who wasn't Dedrick Boyata that, that, you know what I mean? that might yeah. be true that might be true overall but still at the same time you know I'm still impressed I still think he's he's an excellent player and I think going forward he will be but he should hopefully learn from Sunday that he can't always do what he, he mm. does in terms of just marauding up the pitch it's a, a kind of classic Celtic feeling not being able to get the old head at centre half to bring the young guys through Yeah, and I'd hate uh, Henry and uh, Ayer to be kind of thrown to the wolves a bit in a partnership where you've got two young guys that are inexperienced, struggling to kind of cope at times, which I think uh, Caldwell and McManus kind of suffered from that. They were just kind of left to it. Whereas either one of them with a decent, experienced older head could actually have turned into a top Somebody quality player. who's competent. Well, exactly. <laughs> like I mean, that's why I thought he was brought, brought in in the first place. And uh, he just must be useless to, to not be able to sort of put Boyata at the team. But... I think yeah. see that that that's an old the old adage is that you you know you put an old head next to a young player and I remember they did it one of the 
one of the most uh, visible improvements in a centre half when that happened going back in time was Alan Stubbs Stubbs' first season at Celtic was pretty shaky then they put Mark Reaper next to him who was really underrated he was an excellent yep. centre half and Stubbs all, all of a sudden became a far more solid and competent defender and they were an excellent partnership um, specifically in that 97-98 uh, uh, season um, and I think that you're right I think if we can get somebody I mean the idea we couldn't get a reaper these days I don't think somebody with that level of you know yeah. stature or, or you know um, ability but somebody like that who can you know provide his experience and, and kind of help coach them through games and things like that I think we would really benefit from that but what we've got now is we've got a guy like Bayata who should be fulfilling that role but has only really played what 10 or so more senior games than Christian Hire has Aye. That, that's the problem we've got right now and we used to always say go to Serie A and pick up like a kind of almost like a journeyman that knew how to play the game uh, and then we got a noni and kind of changed our mind <laughs> let's not <laughs> you know awful well my hat the ball um, Pasquale Bruno remember him yeah uh, any other call outs from Hibs that you want to talk about <coughs> Uh, not really Just Disappointment overall Really Ready to move on Ready to be positive About the future Personally There's plenty to be positive about What about Eduard When he came on Oof. Lovely finish Lovely finish But But there's always a pop with you Some man He's signed him up No No Listen No no I'm going to actually You're not going to let him go I'm actually going to go back To a point That uh, Dermot made earlier on In terms of Last week Weaseling out And signing <laughs> up Edward No no I'll come to Edward I'll come back to Edward What Dermot said earlier on We were You know We gave Celtic rightly got the plaudits Last week For the performance Against Rangers Because it was It was sensational It was brilliant It was You know It was a walk in the park And stuff like that I think what we are guilty of Though is We can't say in one hand That they are terrible And they're abysmal They're, 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 they're dreadful And then base our, the performance of our entire squad on those games. I mean, last week in the pod, people were saying, Kieran was saying McGregor should be the first name, one of the first names of the team sheet and stuff like that. And McGregor was excellent against Rangers, but he certainly wasn't excellent on Sunday. And it's about consistency. I mean, these the players, if players raise their game, raise the, the, the level of their game for certain games, that's fine. Do you know what I mean? But I don't think the barometer of, of that should be Rangers necessarily. I know it's a big game in terms of the fans in the city and things like that, but we can't. I don't think we should be attributing as much credit to those games as we are, and I think that might be part of the problem. Edward, going back to Edward, I think that's the point. His finish was good on Sunday, right, and, and I don't doubt that. But overall, has he done enough? He, he scored a big goal against Rangers, but overall, would I sign him up? Yes, at the right price. But um, you know, yeah, I'm not going to go over the top and plaudits for the guy because he's still got a lot to learn. You know, I don't yeah. know what you think, Louis. I know, I know you like his walk. Yeah, no, I think he looks sound. Um, no, I, I, I know, I know what you're saying, and what you know, do we, do we sign him up? I think you're, you're taking a risk, but I think the risk with Edward is worth it over the risk of signing an Amido Baldi or a Timu Puke or whatever, mm. signing a player who's maybe scored a few goals in another league. But, you know, he he is raw. 
he obviously needs a lot of development, but I also trust that Brendan Rodgers is the man to develop somebody like that. And I think, you know, he's shown in glimpses what he can do, that the quality's there. Yes, he needs to add consistent consistency to his game. There's a lot of other Celtic players that need to add consistency to their game as well. Um, and I think he's, he's got the physical attributes, um, he's got the technical ability, he just has to realise it. Why wouldn't, you know, if we're getting the money for Dembele, Dembele goes, um, you know, if you don't have Edward, the only striker there is Lee Griffiths. Um, Obviously, we're going to have to go get one. You've seen enough of Edward in terms of us. Brendan Rodgers has seen a hell of a lot more of him, seeing him every day in training. Do you go for a guy, take the risk like that for, for Edward? Of, you know, if you need to pay five, six million, do you take the risk on a guy like that? Or do you completely start again in your search for a striker? and then bring him into a squad and have all the question marks of where he's going to fit in, where he's going to score goals in the league, where he can do it in Europe. You know, I just think for me, if if we've got the money there, Brendan Rodgers believes in him, why not? Why it do, not? It does seem pricey, though, for what he's actually uh, achieved so far. And he's not really got much of a track record. Uh, I think... Certainly, when, certainly not maybe at first team level, but under 21s, he's, I think he's done well for current club and country. Uh, yeah, I never really trust under-21s kind of data, though. But, uh, but the thing is, we're never going to get a guy who's banging in goals at, uh, at a first-team level, it, are we? It depends who's out there. You know, France, uh, Portugal, wherever. You know, there are players out there that aren't massively overpriced like those in, down in England. Uh, so I think it's worth doing a bit of a troll and see. Yeah, I mean, you can pick up probably someone for £2 million that's got a scoring record in, in these places. So... Um, I mean, they were talking about seven million for him, weren't they? Initially, when he came in, it was eight million. I think was supposed to be the the but price. No, but no way. Rogers has said that the price is quoted aren't right. Cool. So it should be less than that. So only if the price is right. Yes. Um, thinking just back to what Sarmani was saying a wee bit as well, with, with the the consistency. Obviously, um, the Derby game was incredible and Celtic's performance was amazing but before that is the Hibs result actually that surprising was it Hamilton Dundee well, these weren't great performances from Celtic it's, uh, it's interesting you should say that Chris because we do have a couple of tweets um, around that very subject Ooh. which I think is, is why you brought that up um, Declan Sutherland says in terms of any domestic loss for Celtic I'd say two things have to happen Celtic have to be pretty explicably bad on the day and the opponent have to be particularly good do we agree with that or do you think a loss is always uh, likely even when Celtic are at their level yeah, and I would I would tend to agree with that. I think if we if we play well, no team beats us in Scotland. It's I think in in game, the games that we've lost this season we've been particularly poor. I think even when we're poor, it's it's quite often enough um, because again talking about consistency. If we're being honest, performance wise this season, who's been consistent? I would say only James Forrest and Scott Brown, and that's why they're the two key candidates. Or I think Brown got it, didn't he? Um, yeah. They were the two key candidates for Player of the Year because they're the only two players who've consistently played well this season. We've had big performances from some players. McGregor. Uh, um, I was clearly you could say he's, he's not been maybe as good as last season, but I wouldn't say he's been... 
Is it's it, been consistently good. And I think you would have to give Tierney a pass in terms of the football he's played at such a young age, and he still performed to a you know a high a, a fairly high level. He's not been as good, but you know there's reasoning behind that. Some players haven't been as consistent because of injury. Um, Tam for periods, Dembele, um, Paddy obviously. The, so th- there are some reasons behind it, but I think generally we've not been consistent enough over the piece and that's the reason why we're not as good as we were last season when on the few occasions we've turned up nobody can handle us the problem is we, we haven't turned up a lot this season at, at the boy Moss Derek at the boy Moss says another flat lifeless shown <laughs> coming straight after one of our big performances of the season a pattern that we've pretty much followed all season what do, you, what do we think is causing that why is there a cause to you know having a dip after such the kind of highs that we have? It's interesting actually because uh, Zenit was kind of the same. Uh, I, I don't think you can really read too much into it other than that our, there's been a general malaise in a lot of the kind of games uh, this season. We've had a, f- a few really good performances, but that's about it. Um, I think the thing that worries me is that I don't think we've shown that we really have dealt with teams pressing us when it has happened. Because I think the Hibs games and the Hearts game where we lost uh, to Hearts and lost the kind of the record was kind of showed that. Whereas some of the really good performances have been us playing without really any opposition. I, I think the decent game against uh, Aberdeen uh, sort of before Christmas was like that. Aberdeen didn't really have much. It was a great performance from us, but we were kind of left in the games against Rangers. We are kind of left to run the show ourselves without much in the way of opposition. I'd love to see a Celtic team, or this team in particular, play a similar kind of performance that Hibs gave from Hearts and actually show that we're going we're gonna to deal with it, get on top of the game, you know, fight our way back into it and take control and actually sort of dominate that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Rangers have been useless every time we've played them, apart from the New Year game. Yeah. And then, we, I mean, we were shocking in that. Um, <coughs> last last for the, the Twitter just now, we have a tweet from uh, Die Hard Silt, at Die Hard Silt. He says, um, should Kieran Tierney, just going back to KT, should Kieran Tierney stop taking throw-ins as the worst element of his game? I've got to be honest and say I've never I've not really noticed Katie's shy taking abilities. Uh, I think they've been superb. To be honest, I think <laughs> a man uh, just like Tam whenever Tam takes a throw in, it's uh, it's exceptional. I've noticed Tam's throw-ins subpar. What? He actually does it with his feet. Aye, because they're hands. hands. Aye, aye. Exactly. Um, I think a big part of any shy taker though is, um, and it's a shy, not a throw-in. I don't know what your man said. I know. Um, is the the rest of the players though? Because you've got to be good. You watch people take shies and nobody shows they, for it at all. Nobody moving for you. No, nope. mm-hmm. no. Nope. can't do it all himself. I'd get KT down for a a week's intensive training camp with Rory the lap. Oof! <laughs> there's a there's a player that could take a shy. Oof! Biceps on that boy. Ah, it's be massive. It really was dinosaur football. Want to get up? <laughs> get Rory to get a shy in the box. Um, but. I, I'm going to look out for his shies now. I've not really noticed that, but one thing one thing I think we could all agree on that we definitely need to improve is our corners. This season has been Except the worst season, yeah. I ever remember for corners. Is it? 
I think every season's the worst we can remember for Cornwall no, since. No, but under Lennon we done well. Probably. Do you know what I, mean? I think under Lennon we were a lot organised when it come, came to set pieces. We, we scored quite a few big goals in Barcelona uh, against Rangers. Remember Charlie Mulgrew's dipping header? I mean, I know that's only two instances, but I think we were a lot more threatening in those situations. Now it doesn't seem to ever be much focus. Mulgrew, Mulgrew I don't even remember when Mulgrew was playing regularly for us. He started off really good at them, and then even towards yeah. the end, he yeah. became poor. So I, I, don't I, I think the best block, I, I think the best set piece taker at the club's <coughs> Lee Griffiths. Yep. Personally, but I mean, for a while we had Griffiths sort of crossing into uh, Boyata, and it was yeah. quite successful for a wee spell. It just seemed to stop. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, good point though. Shite at corners. Sort it out, Brendan. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Shite at free kicks as well. Been woeful. And shies. Let's just not let the ball <laughs> go out a play. Just get it in the onion bag. What are they penalties though? How'd you like them onion bags? That's that's all. I don't know what that is. No. Um aye. so we will move on to the upcoming Rangers game and other stuff after a small break.
And welcome back. Uh, Louis, quick opinion. Was that a, a club banger or a club shanner? Club shanner. Ah, shit. Ah, well, too late now. Anyway, so... Um, aye, so there's a wee game at the weekend. This oh. Sunday. Oh, it's going to be good. Glasgow Celtic. Celtic. Eh, hoops. Rah, hoops. Um... Aye, it's a dark minute. <laughs> Did forget who I played? Aye, who is it? Who is it again? Clyde. So uh, we threw the Hibs game. Right, okay, that was intentional. We all know that. Absolutely threw that Not one. Not a problem, Neil, don't worry. There you are. Um, and we've set it up to win the title against... The not-so-mighty Glasgow Rangers. The second iteration of Glasgow Rangers. Aye, that sounds about right. Absolutely, absolutely delicious. This, this is what we wanted, wasn't it? Dermot. Oh, it's definitely what I wanted, uh, but I've got the fear. <laughs> no, I always do. Uh, you can't have the fear this time. What? But they're not going to be that bad again, are they? I keep on saying this. <laughs> they, they can't be that bad, but... Uh, oh, no, actually, we're going to win it. Uh, and it's it's good that actually it's worked out, that we can, you know, get the title against them, that the kind of nanny state hasn't prevailed. You know, this whole thing that football... What a term, nanny exa- state. Exactly, you know, straight from the Daily Mail. Uh, <laughs> but the idea that... People can't be trusted to behave themselves uh, simply because they're follow one of two teams, yep. you know, and we need to be kind of policed in this way. I'm taking they a are, They are Sorry. both as bad <laughs> as each other, and uh, I think there'll <laughs> yeah. be trouble on both sides. <laughs> no. uh, we, I'm getting out of the city. I'm not even risking it. Um, Stop watching it. Football, get out of here. I wasn't even that good. 1 0 Liverpool, just to keep you up to date uh, with this. In case you get your up to date football scores from this podcast. (laughs) Recorded podcast. Lovely goal from Salat. Uh, I I was going to say stuff, but it's gone. That's done. You're right, the TV should be up. Gal got it right. He's played a blinder. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Aye, but, um, well, Rangers are shite. That was going to be one of the points. (laughs) Um, No, I was going to say it's a wee bit risk reward because, yep, it would be great to win it this Sunday at Parkhead against our Derby rivals. Um, But it gives them something to play for. And it's, I mean, it's kind of nice that the only thing they can do this season is delay or winning the title by one week but it gives them that little bit of something to go for Oof, oh, we bet Celtic and that meant they didn't win the league against us yeah and, and I think f- from their point of view though with Hibs beating us at the weekend they really have to win or else they really are in danger of losing second place because um, the way Hibs are playing just now you've got, you've got to fancy Hibs I mean against Rangers in the last game of the season at Easter Road you know, and I'd see today that Hibs have half the Rangers allocation for Easter Road for that Ooh, game. So there's only going to be two thousand of their fans allowed at the game. Um, but I, I, I really don't, I, I don't see what there is to to worry about. I've obviously not been on. I wasn't on the podcast last week um, after the game, but um, you know, I was on with Dermot in the the preview podcast, and I was. I was very confident. I said 5-1. I thought it was, if it wasn't going to be that scoreline, I was 
You say five one every no, week for no, every game. Listen, we are playing Bayern Munich. I won, five one. I won in the sixes and sevens, right? But I was reserved and went five one. But I, I, I thought it would be that level of performance. I, I thought you know Celtic get the first goal, they'll crumble, and I don't think they have the mental strength to be able to cope with us. As soon as we score a goal, you know they have to start well. I never saw them. I, I didn't think they would come out the traps. Um, you know, after that three-two game, that three-two game at Ibrox, I think was just absolutely devastating for them. And um, I can't see how they they would have recovered in two weeks and be able to put in a marked improvement when you've more or less got the same players. Um, you know, there's no there's no Kenny Miller, no Lee Wallace, no Wes Fotheringham, no Alves. Um, you know, Halliday's back though. Eh, Halliday's back. Oh, I see. <laughs> He cannot. From the dead, he, he's obviously not going to play. But he I mean, on he brought him on at the weekend, didn't he? Brought him on at the weekend, but they're just they're, they're just not very good. I mean, the truth of the matter is, they're just not a very good football team. Yeah. They've not got. A, they've got hardly anything on the bench. They just they are such a, a standard below. Um, and they don't even make up for it in any other way in terms of talking about intensity and things like that. They don't have that, and I think they're so scared when they play us because they know that the, the players, I think, know that there is such a huge gulf that I just can't see that being bridged in two weeks enough to stop us from, from doing what we have to do. I'm sure, despite what I would, I've, I've, you know, I said um, before the Hibs game, I'm sure the players weren't thinking about potentially winning that against Rangers, but if they were, then they better turn in a performance. You know, they better they better really continue from where they left off in that game. I was kind of hoping that if we did wrap it up against um, Rangers, we would go we would go with some panache and just you know take panache. the piss out of them start fringe players like Charlie Masson and Dan Paddy Roberts and give them you know just give them license to, to thrill and excite Oof, a license to thrill um, exactly just yeah. just go for it take take the piss but I, I don't think that can quite happen so much now Dermot um, considering Rangers now have um, and they always did but that, that very real threat of Hibs uh, beating them to second place as well as Aberdeen um and the fact that they've just seen Hibs beat us and seen how to do it, if you will, is Louis maybe a little over-optimistic in how easy it will be at the weekend? Rangers no, going to be? No, I don't think so. Uh, the, the last game, that semi-final, I mean, that was just the most pitiful Rangers performance I've ever seen. Um, I think at New Year, they give us a game. We were poor. They were kind of up for it. And... They, they never really kicked on. They get full of false confidence, you know, pumping Peterhead or whoever, um, and didn't really realise their level, you know. And now I think Louis right. They've had the shocking realisation that oh right, this is our level, and it's not it's Peterhead and Air United, you know. So yeah, we, we should destroy them. Uh, but I, ahead of any old firm game, I just get nervous. You know what I mean? Aye, but I mean a, a title party at Parkhead. Aye, you know I just can't I can't see it. Oh, I think it's going to be brilliant. Really it would have to be the biggest upset ever to, for them to beat us. I just can't see it. Can, would they park the bus and make it difficult for us to score? Yes, but I can't see them being a threat. I, I don't think they're good enough to park the bus, though. Uh, yeah. Really, I don't think they have sort of actual real centre-halves that they can play. 
uh, against us. I think they end up dropping There's, there's no Ambroses there. There's no... <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you know. If they try and pull Dorans further back, I think they dropped Dockery at the weekend as well. I don't know if he was injured, but... Um, yeah, He was involved in the bust up going down the tunnel with Morelos, so I think both of them were dropped. Aye, Morelos came on though, didn't he? He did, he did die, but he just didn't yeah. start, so maybe he's... Maybe Murty's trying to, I don't know, <laughs> lay down the law or something. Yeah, I mean, Murty just doesn't seem to realise how to play the players he's got, uh, which, aye, is good for us. I think uh, the, the only way we lose on Sunday is if we turn on a performance like we did last Sunday. And with the occasion and what's at stake, um, and the fact we beat them the previous week, that shouldn't happen. Um, the only, I mean... As I said earlier, the, the, the problem is when we simply turn up and think, think games are already won. Um, I, do I have a slight concern that might happen? Yes, only because I've seen it too many times this season. But what I've also seen is any time, certainly domestically, we've been asked to step up to the plate, we've done it. And with what's at stake, however many, what, 52,000 it will be, I think, whether they get 8,000, same as us, 52,000 Celtic fans cheering them on to win the league. It's, an, it's too big an opportunity for them to blow. Um, so I think they will win. Is that Dembele's last game against Rangers? I'm not so sure about that. Probably Tom Rodgers. Shut your mouth. I don't know what the problem is. He's, he's, he's moving on to mm-hmm. a more lucrative market. You know, <laughs> a footballing retirement home. Where, you know, um, he'll dazzle them. He will See, dazzle if you them. Put Roger... He'll dazzle them for 50 minutes of each game. Listen, if you put Roger China into Twitter, you're not even going to find a single tweet. This is all from you guys. <laughs> and this is mean. Mean. <laughs> Tam is here to stay. That... We're going to sign him up on a new deal. He's begun... He should be the highest earner. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous to think Scott Sinclair is possibly getting double his wage. China's an emerging market. I don't know why you're so... Why are you so down on China? <laughs> fuck China. Right. Oh, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> team Tam. You'll be supporting a Chinese team if Tam goes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Fuck Celtic. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. My allegiances are, are with Tam Rogic, but um, I'm really looking forward to this. I think this is, you know... It's going to be a good one. I, I just think there's 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 what ifs. I mean, we could. <laughs> I mean, yes. I don't know. I'd, I, I mean, we we could go seven. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> just fro- I'm just a seven out there. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Let's just just bury them. Just ju- let's yeah. just kill them now. Are you saying seven? Uh, listen, we'll come to that at the prediction part of the show. Sorry. I'm just teasing. Just hinting seven. I'm just teasing. <laughs> Um, ah, it's going to be good, hopefully Are we picking teams here? We're about to pick teams Jesus Christ We're, we'll, we're building up to it A little bit of excitement, a little bit of drama Craig Thompson's the referee, how about that for drama? Big CT Yes, the cheat <laughs> The cheat <laughs> what, what was it that happened up at Dundee United years, Many years ago With him and the linesman what was that incident? The big incident with Tom's, I'm sure it was up at Dundee United. Oh, well, the referees went on strike because they get called out for talking crap. Aye, what was I it that happened in that game? There was the big thing after it. Had he not seen something? And then he lied given in his it match the, report or something. Like that. Right. 
Absolute snake. <laughs> <laughs> We'd clearly forgotten about the details of it, but not that it was him responsible. Aye. Aye. Still a snake, but... Snakey bastard. Um, Craig the Snake Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> we did have a wrestler-based question, so we could come back to that. Um, in fact, we will come back to that. But first, we're going to predict lineups or give our preferred lineups. And I'm going to start with Dermot. Oh, it's got to be Gordon and Goal. Uh, would I go three at the back? I don't know, Dermot. I don't know. I think I will. Oft. Uh, Tasty. I think oh, I will. you didn't. Yeah. I or Henry and uh, Boyata, unfortunately. Uh, Brown, Brown and Sham, Rogic, Paddy Roberts... Oh yeah, about Tierney. Tierney? Yep. And I'm trying to think up front with Dembele. <sighs> Two up front. Are you going to go double okay. French? Oof. No. Is Griffiths fit? Aye. Aye, so it's Griffiths and Dembele. He's going for the older lines. Wow. Um, and I think Griffiths for free kicks. In case we get free kicks around the box, I think you could rattle a few in. No one else can. Uh, so and just I'm like Chapman, where you put <laughs> exactly, and my arrows are all going up the way. Every single one, you know, direct. Yes. Uh, Training intense. Okay, I didn't really think about that because I probably would have McGregor in there as well, but never mind. You're only allowed eleven players, so that's the way it goes. The M's of breaks. Do you want Matty? Aye. Do you want the team? The team, Louis. Um, nay horses, nay snakes, just a team of human beings. Just geez. Some might have four hands. Give you the team. Um, okay, so, you know, sadly, we're going to have to go with uh, Craig Gordon and goals. I not smash you. It's not the goalkeeper I want, but it's the goalkeeper we're going to get, so... Craig Gordon and goals. Um, the goalkeeper you deserve. Yeah. Then we're going to go with a back three of Mikel Lustig. What? Yes. Mikel Lustig on the right hand side of the three. Then you've got Christopher Ayer, the marauding centre half. And then beside him, playing his last game for Celtic. Yes, I said last game, not just last old fun game. Oh, yeah. oh my God, I swore. Um, <laughs> Glasgow Derby. Um, it'll be Dedrick Boyata, sadly. Um, he'll probably give away a goal as well. Um, then, ahead of them, you have um, Browning and Cham. You have Tierney on the left. You have Paddy Roberts. Yes, Samani. I am playing Paddy. And so you should. Quite right. Now, that might lead people to think that I'm not taking this game seriously, but, <laughs> you know, I'm willing to give him his last hurrah before he goes. Um, start Paddy on the right-hand side instead of Forrest. Um, Tom Rogic and Cal McGregor, because there's just no possible way you could have anybody else. And then up front, um, Moussa Dembele. And I'm going to make a bold prediction. I'm not even going to tell you a score yet, but I'm going to make a prediction. Only the bold. Carry on. Dembele will score a hat-trick. Oof, 
A Dembo's hat trick. Put your money on it. Put your mortgage on it. Put the money that you're keeping from your wife or lover. Stick <laughs> it on a Dembele hat trick. Held it here first. Mic drop. Boom. Boom. Do you want to hear my conspiracy theory? That I... After my team. All right. I am going for a 4 5 1 formation. Classic. Fluid 4 3 3, if you will. Um, and goals. Craig Gordon. Of course. Has to be. Naturally. Has to be. We've all got issues with his distribution. But hey, it's not just about the distribution. I've got issues with Louis' distribution of opinions on goalkeepers. But you don't hear me prattling on about it all the time. Aye, you're right. Except, you know, just now. Left back, it's KT. It is KT. He has to go in at left back. In centre half, we have uh, Christopher Ayer. Paired with... Tedrick Boyata. Mm. At right back, Mikhail Lustig. Although we could replace one Diddy right back with another, and that could be Jack Henry. It matters not. In midfield, um, Brown and Cham. Sam. Okay. Yeah. Mutual respect between the two <laughs> enemies slash lovers. It's good to see. Paddy. Obviously. Um, and then probably McGregor, playing further left. Although I've got a feeling he might start, and I, he might start Armstrong. I've just got a wee feeling about that. I think that might this might be a game that he sees that he can make a difference. But he's not in the mile 11. And then up front, on his own, it's it's got to be Musa. Got to be. Because he needs to be on the park to get a hat-trick, yeah. doesn't he? Indeed. Conspiracy. Go for it. Aye. Right, I've been thinking about this. Okay. We have Paddy Roberts. He's Patrick been, Roberts, yes. Yeah, he's been on loan for quite some time. How many months? Two and a half years. Two and a half years. Two of sums, 30 months. Right. That's a lot of months. Has his value went up or down in that time, Chris O'Manny? It has skyrocketed. Down the way, exactly. <laughs> now, now, what sky do you know? <laughs> is down flawless. The way? See if you're upside down. Right. Now, um, his, his, his value from that big 15 million that, uh, that he was signed for from Fulham um, so to Wales. Was, well, right. was made up with Adam. Right. He's trying to add 3 million right. on here for, <laughs> okay. right. for his skyrocketing We downs. don't let facts get in the way of a good conspiracy, right? So. Okay. His value has went down. Are you saying he's responsible <laughs> no, 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 for wait, Trump? No, wait, no. Wait, <laughs> no right. Then we've signed Charlie Masonda on <laughs> an 18-month loan. And so far, how many months into the loan is he? <laughs> Can you not count? I just want somebody to clarify the maths. Well, when Four. did he sign? Four. January. Aye. Right, what right. month is it? Right, all right. Oh, Just answer the questions. Know your role. Approximately four months. Right, four months into an eighteen-month loan, he's made absolutely no impact at all. He's not done anything. He's not been given the opportunity. That ball. Paddy Roberts. A ball, but Paddy Roberts. Aye, but Paddy Roberts hasn't been given an opportunity recently. We're just storing them on the bench. We're storing Masonda on the bench. We're letting them rot. We're letting their their value plummet. All the hype that they had when they went to their other clubs and then they came to Celtic with big ambitions of changing the world, they've all dissipated. Hypeless. It's tactics. 
It's the unseen Fenian hand. We are trying. <laughs> we are trying to get a better deal. Chris Bowd. And this isn't. This is. Hold on. This isn't ridiculous. This isn't ridiculous. We now possibly have the chance to sign Patrick Roberts at the end of the season. Did we have that chance at the end of last season? No, we did not. Well, we've we destroyed. <laughs> we've destroyed his career in a season. Can I, can, I, can I address by keeping him on the bench and it's it's clever tactics he was injured for a start and uh, was, was he, he not uh, was he was he not going to sign in Guardiola was stopped he? it do you was really he? believe that wake <laughs> up sheeple <laughs> exactly open your eyes to the true reality <laughs> the masters are out there can I, I, can I please interject at this point now you actually teased this great conspiracy theory that you've I've been got about and I was Chris. hoping I was hoping that it wouldn't be shit but it was. How? Because <laughs> it's crap. You I'm, could have said, you built it up. It was like, I don't Do know. you want us to sign Patrick Roberts? It's, well, my conspiracy it's theory... How, it's got nothing to do with how crap your conspiracy theory is. I thought it was going to be something to do with the moon landing or something like that. <laughs> no, I'm not interested in that. Right. I'm trying to help you fulfil your dreams here. If you want to see Paddy Roberts signed, I think Celtic have went the right way about it. Well, I think in terms of... To, to address you your pick point, him up for a mil. To, <laughs> to address your point in his value, he's not our player. He's Man City's player. And... If they were going to sell him to, say, Leicester, who he was linked with, what are they going to take for him? 15 million easy. But are they even going to be interested in that player now, sitting on our bench, who's not done anything all season? Oh, they will be no, interested they'll be looking at other targets. Apparently Leicester are after uh, Madison from Norwich See, for 15 Madison. million. Oh, they only like to sign one player? Huh? 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 And for 15 million, yes, that's a rule. I think for the sort of... 16 million for Paddy then. <laughs> Listen. Aye. If you want, and, you know, I think Celtic want to see a team... In a couple of years' time, with Patrick Roberts and Charlie Massonda in it, dominating life, with about an eight-year contract each, <laughs> they've went about they've went about it in the right way. Yeah, get them on loan, promise the world to their parent club, destroy their careers, let the hype die, die down, market price plummets, get them on the cheap. Boom. What a foolproof plan that is. <laughs> so sign them combined transfer fee, couple of hundred quid each. Less money than we got Stuart Armstrong Gary McKay Stephen That's what I'm saying <laughs> Tweet in Listeners Just this Spellbinding just revelation Guys it's just a theory yep. So here's a question Right See if Sam Rogic Right Signed a A long term deal Say a four year deal Right Okay But then six months later Says I want to leave Right Where does he go What level of football And how much do we command for him he can pick his club. He can pick his level, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we want no less than forty million pounds. So all checks out. Just so, to go. So, no, well, let's keep this. What you mean is a top level championship club? No, that's slander. For three point one million pounds, and it's because they're desperate, and it's January. No, Tom Rogic won't go to England. He's far too good. <laughs> He might end up in Serie A or La Liga and he will be a Champions League player for the rest of his career. I'll, I'll, make, you a, I'll make you that promise. Bring it back to the real pod here, about. <laughs> I was, I was. Um, but, I, well, I suppose you, you've just made me think of something, actually, when you're talking about Tam Logic. Oh, I've got a believer. Going to England. I'm, we'll come back to your, your theory. Basically, you're... Your conspiracy theory is that Celtic are planktonifying yes. players <laughs> that are of a certain level. And I like it. 
I think I'm I'm on board. Really. I think short term pain for long term gain. Bout. Yeah. Uh, are you on board with the idea, or are you on board with the fact that this is a reality? It's a reality. It's the kind of thing I would do in Football Manager, <laughs> along with offering people one hundred million pounds for players, but only after they played fifty games, which is impossible <laughs> in one season. And then I try to sell them after it, because that's the kind of guy I am. Um, kind of Rangers-ish that way. Uh, you were talking about Tam going to England, so I was going to ask later on, but I'll quickly ask it now. Roger's been linked with Arsenal. Um, we've said we wouldn't stand in as we talking to them. I believe today Rogers came out and said, nah, it's, it's not going to happen. But do you think there's any possibility there, any likelihood of Brendan Rogers going to Arsenal? No. And I think that's why we said we wouldn't stand in his way. To be honest I, with you, I thought it was just good PR, but I don't it was never going to happen. I don't think you could you could really say, and tell me if I'm wrong, but you could say you couldn't say much about that. Obviously, we want to keep him, but saying we won't allow our manager to talk to anybody. I think I mean that would be yeah, preempting. Yeah, it would be it, the wrong tone. I think. Uh, but I think it, preempting it was a bit weird. There hadn't really been any approach or anything, so they were just kind of getting out there. Like, it's I just guy they, sports turning up at Dermot Desmond. Yeah. you know, wanting a story that wasn't there. Um, but yeah, I think. I would have liked him maybe to have more of a balance on it and say, no, we very much want to keep Brendan. He's integral to what we're doing. But Pretty obviously, if he wanted to speak to them, then we couldn't stand yeah. his way. But yeah, it's a, it was a, I think it's a bit of a non-story. I don't think Arsenal... I don't think he will be one of the front runners for the job, to be honest. I think they want someone who... Certainly the fans will want someone who's done it at a higher level in terms of possibly someone who's won the Champions League and can take them back to that sort of level. Obviously, whether finishing the league this season probably means it won't have Champions League football next year, but um, that's ultimately where they want to be. Yeah, unless they win the Europa League, yeah, of course. Um, Follow-up question, I know we're pretty much saying we don't believe it will happen, but if Brendan did go to Arsenal, you think there's any Celtic players he might try to take to improve the I don't know what I'm doing in my hand here uh, but anyone he'd sign basically from Arsenal KT KT yeah. KT Tam obviously obviously he'll try he'll try Tam and uh, Philip Lamb Kalmak Philip Lamb what <laughs> he's he's fantastic so Manny what's your thoughts on Cal, Cal McGregor come on I want to hear it you've been a long time hater no, um, I've came round to the fact that he's a solid seven out of ten man. Is he? Is he? A, is he the sort of player that should be a first pick for us? No. No. I'd, I'm glad. I've said this before. I've said it many months ago. I'm now glad he's part of our squad. I think he's a good player. Do I think he's good enough to start for us every week? Not if we want to get to a certain level. I think he's a good player. I'm happy he's in the squad, but I don't think I think we should be aspiring for higher in the, in the midfield. Stay with his Kelman. He's the sort of guy that will stay with us and play a lot of games for us, but I don't think he should be the guy. He should be one of the, the starters. I think we should be aiming for better. I don't know. I think he puts in a, a real performance sometimes. I know what you mean about consistency, but I think he's really up to his level of consistency. Uh, and he's just unlucky with it. You know, Rogic being there, or kind of almost embarrassment of riches and sort of attacking midfield. You Cal- know? Do you think Cal- he's a 10? I don't think he's a 10, but I think... He's been on the way up and he's improved. And I think the way he plays the game, he's got the technique. He can turn his... He's, he's 
pretty much complete. I know this sounds a bit ridiculous, the complete player, but he really is. He's, 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 he's only twenty four. I know. I, I, I like I, him a lot now. I think Callum McGregor in a couple, of, another couple of years yep. under Brendan Rodgers. I think he goes on to be. I think he goes on to be your first team back. Like, yeah. The thing is, Brendan Rodgers always talks about having the three in midfield. You have one passer, you have one sitting player, and then you have one runner. Cal McGregor's your runner. He's the one that can get up and down the pitch. Obviously, still technically good enough. He's not maybe your most creative passer of the ball. That'd be Tam Rodgers. He's not your sitter because that's Scott Brown. But he's the one that does a bit of the donkey work, but he does it to a very very good level and very competent but I think personally another another couple of years and I think we'll, we'll see the best of him I think in Europe he's important for us and he holds on to the ball now much better than he did uh, he keeps stuff ticking over um, I think he's become like a safe pair of hands he would, walk, he would walk into any he, he'd walk into any other team in the league that's what yeah. well, I don't by, that. a, by a mile but so would any of our midfielders be, and, and because, well any one of them would and what I'll say this is, you're exactly right, he's a safe pair of hands. But see an on-form Stuart Armstrong, he's better than him. Yeah, how often is Armstrong on-form though? That's a problem, That's but issue. they both get issues with consistency, but if we got Armstrong, the Armstrong of last season, playing like that regularly, whether he can or he can't, but what I'm saying is, at, Arms, at Armstrong's highest level, he's a better player than Callum McGregor. But McGregor does it more often and can do it in more positions, which is why I think he's a great player to have in the squad. But I think in terms of the overall level of player that we want, I think we should be aiming higher. I do concede that he's 24 and he may he may improve further still. But that's just where I am with the guy. I don't I think he's great. I just don't I think we could do better. Um and I aye. I, he may improve, but that's where I am with him just now. Could be our pulse goals. Okay. Oh, come on, man. Jesus. Just putting it out there. <laughs> Give him a chance. It's not ginger. Um, I so we kind of moved away from the league-winning derby game that we're going to have on Sunday. Uh, any other points before I ask you all for your predictions? No. no. I mean, Rangers aren't going to play any part in it, are they? It's just... <laughs> <laughs> is that, is, it's just all round joyous optimism from us. I, I, I kind of think they're going to. Which gonna, is dangerous. They're going to have to come as a wee bit because I don't think that team can sit uh, the Rangers team. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them trying to push up th- the wings and actually go as for a bit. I think it'll be interesting to see what he changes because I think it was very obvious that that kind of flat midfield three that he had just never worked. They couldn't get a grip on on anybody because we were just you know. Buzzing about in plenty of space. It's a bit interesting to see what he does. Does Scott Brown has come out of every one of these games for years, dominated, and everybody singles him out and says how Rangers can't do anything about him. Surely you've got to put somebody on him. Like, sh- like surely from Graham Murray's point of view, you designate one guy to stand on him the whole game. I mean, can he do it at home? Uh, uh, can can they do it? Sorry, away. You know, when we're at Parkhead, I don't think I, I don't think Scott Brown will have as big a role because I think he'll purposely move it away from himself because I think they will put someone on him. But I think it'll be interesting to see because I think they'll maybe try and counter us 
in what we do rather than trying to establish their own game. Um, so I do think to, to a certain extent he'll park the bus a little. But as you say, that could ju- it could just play into our hands yeah. as well. But the, the, the worrying thing is for us, though, is we've struggled to break teams down. He's got a blueprint there in what Hibs did and, and pressing is all over the pitch. I don't think they can do that. They tr- they've tried to do and it. They don't, have, they don't have the heart to do it either. Well, they I think more importantly. I think they've tried to do it against us and haven't been particularly successful at it because I don't... Or, I don't think they're disciplined enough. I think that's the problem. Um... So I mean I wouldn't be surprised If they tried it again Given what happened yep. Last Sunday Saturday. But Was it Saturday? I keep saying Sunday Sunday? It was, it was last Sunday? Sunday? No I'm no, talking about the Hibs game Oh the Hibs game Sorry So it was Saturday That's right um, But again The difference between The difference between us um, And Saturday and, and us and Sunday Should be our Intensity and approach To the game Even if they come like that You, you like to think That we've got too much For them anyway Talking about Murty, would anybody sacrifice winning this game just so Murty gets kept on next season? <laughs> it's just not happening. <laughs> now that's no. a conspiracy theory. No. That's nonsense. <laughs> what this guy's wrong? Hashtag keep Murty. Aye, big Murters. Although they're not going to get anyone better. Um, Ali, still away a job? Bring him back. <sighs> oh please, Ali in, please. <laughs> Hashtag Ali in. Oh aye, he dominated. The third and fourth <laughs> <laughs> no. divisions, and I think Ian Black's way out of club. Get him back in. Big Baza, <laughs> somebody that knows a club. <laughs> Kenny Miller would be the dream one. Yeah. Rescued from the doldrums to guide them to I mean, sixth position. He's been, trying to put, he's been trying to position himself for that, hasn't he? Desperately for the last two years. Suspended under the last two managers. Yeah. I mean... That's how much heart he's got. Jeez, what a tan absolute tanned snake. Aye, it just shows you how much you can trust him. (laughs) (laughs) It's just an orange snake. (coughs) (laughs) Prediction time, boys. It is prediction time. Uh, That bell has rung. The ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. Like Rocky 2. Ding. Three. Thing. Is that when they? I think a bell rang in every rocket. Didn't it was it? three. Yeah, at the end. end yeah. scene. Beautiful, beautiful. It was beautiful. Uh, Dermot Coyle. Yeah, five two. I think. Five two. Cheeky, mm-hmm. cheeky. Are we? You're getting them two goals. Aye, because uh, Boyata's playing. That's what we did <laughs> oh, uh, the game before. Right we gave him two goals. <laughs> Louis, <laughs> <laughs> go with some Annie first. <laughs> uh, three 0 Salt 3 0, perfectly reasonable. Three goals for Paddy Roberts. Beautiful. Paddy Hattrick. A Patrick. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You can't argue with that. No, that's that's exception. Um, Well, I've I've already given you the the inside scoop on the Dimbelli Hattrick. So there's. uh, there's Do you mean there's more scorers? Oh, are you joking? Oh, Um, 3 0 Liverpool. I'll Looks like it's all. <sighs> Sorry, Louis, on you go. Jesus, what's more important here? My prediction or this this game? Um, Your uh, prediction. I think. Um, I think this is going to be it. I think this, for football. This, this is the death of Rangers <coughs> too. All right, we're about to see nothing, nothing to do with our finances. We're just going to get beaten so badly. Yep, that it's just call, let's all, call it a day. All players all will right. quit. 
Um, I think we're going to see an absolute annihilation. I have t- I've toned down my excitement. I've <laughs> reined it in a little. I've reined it in. I'm going to say that Dembele is getting a hard trick. He's getting half of the Celtic goals. That's right. There are six. It's a six nil. That is. What's it? I didn't say six nil. You didn't say six nil. I said six. Six goals. I'll give you the other three scorers in a wee second. Okay. I think they will get a consolation. I think. I think we will part like Moses parted the Red Sea and let them walk up and score a wee goal. Just. Just for Marty's sake, before he goes. Do you think it'll be Morelos? No. Just cementing his £10 million valuation? No. <laughs> he'll be joining Tam in China. I think we should let Andy Halliday do it, just for the, just for the shits and giggles. Because um, it's the only, only way... We have a short window to let him score. <laughs> it's the only way he'd score against us. And um, So I think Dembele will get three, Tam will get one, um, Katie will get one, and do you know what, Samani? Yeah, yeah. Brown? Do you know what? Tell me. <laughs> I think French Eddie will come off the bench and score one and all. Kidding on, no. Patrick Robert, Patrick Robert starts, Patrick Robert scores. There we go. It's that simple, Brendan. Start Paddy, he scores. Start him. Brendan, all tips are yours to take and do with as you will. <laughs> Free of charge. Free of charge. Much like the cynical. <laughs> Free content. Uh, so is that six one? Six one, yeah. Six one. There we go. Yourself, Boud. Uh, seven nil. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's about bit optimistic. Scorers. Uh, it's gonna be Dembele with seven goals <laughs> and a wee brace. There'll be a couple of braces in there. Dembele's Brown will get one. Boyata will get one. Paddy. I don't know how many goals it is. I'm thinking five. <laughs> Griffiths will get one, Eddie will get one. We're gonna we're gonna have three strikers at one point, all on at the same time. Aye. Seven nil. Nice one. Easy, that's that, that's, that's that it. done. It's done. That's right. gonna be terrible. Titles one. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Uh, aye, so that's great. We've talked about um, games and that. Uh, I was gonna go to Twitter, but it was quite hard finding anything because you posted something about Lee McCulloch's fashion sense and we've just been swamped <laughs> yeah. absolutely swamped notifications wise yeah I gave out um, I, I banged out a couple of tweets um, one was slagging Lee McCulloch's dress sense and the other one was promoting this podcast asking for questions and um, there's a marked difference between the two in terms of responses um, Lee McCulloch is getting absolutely roasted um, and nobody's caring about the podcast, which is probably fair enough because Understand that, that shirt was <coughs> horrific. Yeah. I'll show you I'm going to have a wee look at it again. Show there, mate. Uh, so you not seen it? No. All right. Talk amongst yourselves. We did have a question. Um, that's not the question. Michael at the Taz Show. If Scott Brown is Stone Cold Steve Austin, which of us night? Which other 90s wrestlers did the Celtic team remind you of? Yozo's uh, Kane. Just for that attack on Kenny Miller. Okay, I'll give you that. Um, do you want another one? If, if you've got any. Jesus. Uh, I'm going to say that, that Lustig is mankind. Uh, why? I don't know. Just... I was thinking of Mr. Sokol and I don't know the first player that came into my head was Lustig there you go ever changing evolving 
Yeah, I don't know if that's realistic. Um, KT is uh, Lewis Govern. Uh, that's not a nineties wrestler, but he is the best young wrestler. So the question says nineties. It does say nineties. I forgot about that as I was thinking about it. Um, Boy, that is the Undertaker simply because the ball goes to him. That theme tune. Passes, <laughs> passes through just my head. You're going with Pass. that. No, not because he dominates in any way. I just think, oh no, this isn't going to be good. Uh, I'm just trying to think of nineties wrestlers. Say Ultimate Warrior. Who would that be? That's McGregor, isn't it? Oh, that is. Come on now. That would be more Pierre Van Hoydonk. He's kind of got a lot of hype about him, but then he uh, tries to sell you out. Oh well, ask for too much money. <laughs> uh, Gal's not here, and we're yep. still talking about wrestling. wrestling no. No. You're never going to escape it. Uh, I would say Dembles is a rock, but I think he's a bit better than that. And I don't know if that's nineties. Anyway, um, discuss holidaying in Croatia. That's another Gal question. Can't get away from him. Good yeah. place. Good place. Get away from him. It looks nice. Hopefully, the airport's shut. And uh, well, this is looking good. <laughs> he makes it an extended stay. Just because I'd really like your hosting. Um, I still want to host a podcast myself. I'm still looking to do that next season. Would you be on some, Manny? I'd be on. I'd make you tea in that. It'd be, would it be at your house? Uh, well, Probably not. Well, why? Well, would it be? I can't come to Bouts House and do it. Ah, you can. That's weird. <laughs> so what you want I... me to do is carry equipment to your house? <laughs> or know, just carry a gallon? That's fine. I have a car. All right, okay. Good. Right. Yeah, no, I... I all right. I'll come. I'll even bring cakes. Oh, oh for, for, I don't have cake. <laughs> Cakeless here. Remember, we used to get biscuits and all that in this podcast. Aye, the guests used to bring them. Uh, celebrations, oh, sure. there. <laughs> there are celebrations there. I believe I've all been the there since <laughs> Christmas. Christmas. These are brand new. Aye, okay. Yeah, I believe all the Snickers just... are gone. But marathon, that's what I'd call it. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. And Oh, there you go, mate. Go on. Oh, that's a nice wee selection there. I'll have a Milky Way, thank you. Um, yeah. Hi. Um, this trip, that's what I wanted to talk to you all about. I want to get your opinion on the bold new New Balance Celtic football home top. You're all eating, that's no use there, mate. Aye, I've seen better. Don't like your sleeves, and aye, I'd rather we just stuck with a strip for an extended period of time. Uh, I know it wouldn't bring the money in, but it's just a bit of a joke going through a million iterations of the same, <laughs> you know, hoops. And really, I th- there's not all that much difference between some of the strips. I can think we sort of get excited about not very much at times. I like this year's. Uh, it's kind of green and white hoops. Aye, that, that's it. It's, yeah, so let's it just does, leave it, does, it for a while. It does look more like a sporting Lisbon top or something. Yeah. Um, it's just the sleeves. Sleeves yeah. are minging. That's it. Why, why, but surely that must have there must have been a panel of people to okay that decision. Well, maybe they heard Dermot's point earlier where it's just some green and white hoops over and over again, and they thought, you know what? I, I think that's what's happened. You know, they're desperately trying to come up with some wee thing that's a bit different. You know, and okay, yeah. I mean, let's just stop it. Yeah. I think we should change the way strip every so often. Do. Something Hold on, are you considering getting rid of the green white hoops? Oh no, I mean just, just keep the green white hoops. Or just have a stop st- changing the tap. Aye, I think we should make our own. Ninety minutes, cynic. No, do it away with New Balance. Just keep it in house. Yeah. 
stop, uh, stop charging 60 quid a top That would be nice I think it's 75 Oh bigger size <laughs> I'm going to cry tonight <laughs> um, Aye but aye the, the sleeves are just a bit I think the, the strip itself I think is nice I, I like the From what I've seen of it I like the, the hoops The colour There's a little Little bit of detail in there um, Socks some people hate the socks. I believe Louis is a fan of the socks. I very much appreciate the socks. Eh? I think the, sock. the green hooped, but yeah, the hooped socks smashing, smashing. Um, the first mock-up I think we've seen did have blue shoes on, so that's a no-go, obviously. Oh, I remember that blue shoes. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, but aye, so aye, the sleeves are shite. I think it's a takeaway <laughs> from that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Rest is fine. Aye. So I think we're just about done, unless there's anything. Player of the Year awards oh, happened the other night. There was something. Yeah. Sorry, right, Pout. That's actually got yep. a list, and that's taken up most of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, player of the Year. So we had a player and player's player was Scott Brown and inspirational person or something like that. Uh, I threw him on our one so he could say he got a treble. It's exactly. pretty man. <laughs> You love it. <laughs> uh, young player of the year was KT, obviously, young KT. I, I disagree with that. I don't know what anybody else thinks, but I think that's just... Well, right. I'm going to summarise the winners. All right, okay. And then you can tell me what you think about them, okay? <coughs> right, I'm, okay. The, I'm the boss. <laughs> I'm the boss. I won't comment just now. On you go. Yeah. That's all you. With my big fat belly. Um, <laughs> Geez it. Uh, Women's Player of the Year was Natalie Ross. Uh, Academy Player of the Year was Ralston. And uh, Goal Scorer of the Year, or Top Goal Scorer, or whatever was Sinclair. So, um, do we agree? We'll start with the big one. Get to the young one in a wee minute. I know you're, you're chomping at the bit, quite literally, or just licking away the chocolate. I don't know which it is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Armani, Scott Brown. Shoe in. An absolute shoe in every day of the week. Well deserved, Bruni. We salute you. Do you salute the blown? Fuck. Yeah, no correct decision. I think um, James Forrest was exceptional for a period of time, um, culminating in the Bayern Munich game. But um, since then. Uh, recently he's not done he's not done as well and he's not hit the same heights so he's had a bit of a dip over the piece I think Scott Brown definitely been been player of the year this year Dermot did you have anyone other than Forrester Brown in contention for player of the year I thought it was really only Brown I don't think Forrest has quite had the consistency I think he's been good not of a standard but I, I do think the first half of the year he was a lot better uh, he seemed to be a bit more dangerous and direct uh, so it was good to be Brown for me uh, every day of the week Lovely. Um, I think with the the young player, would have I probably would have went with KT, but I would have considered a hire for it. Just coming into the team and what he's done, you know. Oh, no bother. Oh, Kieran, 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 Kieran the Lance just walked in. <laughs> you did. <laughs> what? Would you think this is your house or something? <laughs> <laughs> and how much juice do you need? Surprise guest. Um, thank you for the celebrations, Lorraine. L- Louis, what uh, young, young player? Young player of the year. Um, 
No, I, th- I just don't think this is quite kosher here. Um, I think um, Katie, Katie for me, I think young player should be someone who's just broke through that season and someone who is not a fully, you know, a full first established. team established yeah. player. Um, and, and Katie obviously is that. Um, I, I personally, I think, would have probably have given it to Ayer. I think Encham has Jesus. been brilliant, but I don't consider Encham a young player either. I think it's just what you consider a young player. I think the age thing... That's a big part of young player. It's a big <laughs> part, but... Possibly know, the key part. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I would, nah, the you're, characteristic. you're going to compart. Breaking into the team. <laughs> Absolutely. That game. Ayer. Ayer for you? Ayer for me. Oh, didn't expect that. The Ayers have it. Oh, but ah, Katie's brilliant. Uh, Ralston, Academy Player of the Year. Obviously, we've got correct, great in-depth knowledge of every Academy player. He's done it at two clubs this season. (laughs) He's been instrumental in a distinctly average season for Dundee United. He's been instrumental in that. Neymar's still trying to get his back pocket. I don't see how you can call. (laughs) (laughs) How can he be? I put that game out of my mind actually, but there we go. Because he's. It, it would only be what him, Calvin Miller, and Michael Johnson. The, yeah, he, I just kind of think he played he's, Champions League. Ah, so. he's, he's went on loan to a different uh, team, you know, and he's played for them as a sort of full kind of senior player. So I'd, I don't know. I'd rather they pick someone who was actually doing it for the academy. The academy. I think Ralston's kind of the easy way out. No, no, I get. I, 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 I see what you're saying. Now. But then if he's playing at such a level that he's been loaned to another club. Yeah, I give mean, it a jacket, just <laughs> just name exactly. him well. How's he played this season? So he's, he's been good, great for the academy uh, <laughs> most of the season. Eh? <laughs> Yourself, Bout? Uh, aye, to all of it. I agree with every one of them. <laughs> just a yes, man. Yep, really, I am. Um, <laughs> so, uh, aye. Put that's, the people out of the That's it. Let's just end it. Let's end it there. Um, thank you very much for listening. Were we just avoiding the women's player of the year? Oh, <laughs> Natalie Ross. No, I thought that's she was outstanding. I couldn't have seen anyone else getting it, <laughs> if I'm honest. Um, so, aye, uh, check out 90minutesinic.com for the cynical uh, other articles got match ratings after every match now uh, sorry player ratings and match reports after every Celtic game happening pretty much regularly live, within minutes of the game being finished almost and they have been they have been really really High quality. good and interesting well, before we wrap up there will be people wondering what the They'll score be, is <laughs> they need to know <laughs> 5-0 Liverpool at the minute 20 minutes to go 20 minutes to go Roma look shell shocked. They've been salad. Oft. <laughs> like a salad myself. But. <laughs> uh, aye. Giza rating. <laughs> oh, not specifically don't for don't this one, though. Don't ask for a rating after that. <laughs> um, please, please don't. Aye. Uh, thank you very much, Louis McCaffrey. Uh, Thanks, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, it has. It's been something. It's been great. 
I'm sweating. Uh, it's been that that enjoyable. It's been that intense. The heating's on though. This I room's know. roasting. I know. Is the heating on? Aye. It's on a timer. It's, it's spring, pal. I know. It's Why spring. is it on? Turn the heat in the F. There's rumours of snow tomorrow. Okay. Put that well, in your. In the Antarctic. <laughs> I had something for that, but no. Dermot Coyle. Yep. Uh, really enjoyed it. Cheers. More than welcome. Thank you. Chris Armani. Thanks for having me. It's been wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. I've been Chris Bowd, and if you can't stand the heat, get out the podcast. Get my flat.